On this week's episode of the 365 Message Center Show, we're going to talk about forwarding messages in Microsoft Teams chat. Hmm. How about preserving meetings that we've declined, preserving them in our calendar? That's an interesting topic, and we'll dive into that. And then also private team discovery. So those private teams you have hidden away, will they be discoverable? Find out in episode 308. Yes, this is episode 308, Daryl, Western Nebraska. That's what I call this episode, Western Nebraska. Yeah, was, is that like a highway or somewhere in Nebraska? Is that why? You're... It is the area code. Uh, 308 um, is an area code in Western Nebraska. So for everyone, you want to call somebody in Nebraska, use 308 and then add a bunch of digits afterward and you probably get somebody. So if I get a prank call from Western Nebraska, I know, you know that's where it's from. Absolutely. How are you, Daryl? Is your fridge running? Okay. Oh, I'm great, and my fridge is great, too. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> it's running. Yeah. Spanking uh, yeah, tastic. That's like, good. It's it's another week. It's it's an opportunity to look at new tech, talk about new tech. That's right. Bring some value. Learn with people. Bring some value. We's, yeah, we've already brought value. Tech. We've already we've How's already that? brought the value. Well, we everyone Just knows three three oh eight is now you know it is a Nebraska area code. And for that, people, why don't you go ahead and uh, hit the thumbs up here in YouTube? And if you're on the audio podcast, give us a five star rating. And and everyone, we'd love to see your comments down below. If we cover a message today you would like to learn more about or discuss in the community, drop a comment down below. Or Daryl, how else can they connect with us? You can send an email to Daniel at. No, no. You, you can't do that. Um, well, I I saw you jump on Threads, so maybe that's a platform that's starting to matter to you. Nope, yeah. it is not. So um, it's not. Although the three six five MCS is on Threads, just because it's connected to Insta and a button mm -hmm. was clicked. I mean, that's how Threads oh, good man. grew good man. anyway. Well yeah. done. Yep. There you go. You increased its subscription. Uh, how else? Uh, well, we've got socials. We've got comments. Mm. We've got mm. giving us a call. Mm. Carrier pigeon? Spit, yeah. So, you Carrier know, pigeon. Wh whatever you'd like to do, uh, make sure you connect with us. We'd like to have a conversation. In fact, we had a conversation uh, on two of the messages we're going to cover this week on socials yeah. this week. So would love to talk to you about it. In fact, if you're okay, Daryl, why don't we just go ahead and jump into our first message? Are you okay with that? I'm okay. I'm completely okay with that. Um, yes, I, I want more visibility of, of what we're going to talk about. Okay, well, how about very, a three by very, three? Very, very loose. How about, three how about nine, nine things you can see? I don't know. I'm going to stop now and actually cover the message. Microsoft Teams <laughs> automatically view up to nine videos, three by three, in Teams meetings in Chrome and Edge, MC684869. Why is Daryl laughing? I have no idea. Oh, no, I just, I just, every time you say something like explanation and then in brackets, three by three, I mean, <laughs> that is the message, right? But, but, it is, there are, but there are people that post that way, you know? <laughs> 
every time I look at that stuff, I, and it says three by three, or what, I'm like, yes, that's math. Three times three is nine. Thank you very much. Um, mm. anyway. So this is bringing to the browser. If you're in Teams in the browser, you're able to experience a little more video, a little more, uh, you know, seeing more participants in that videos. So you're going to be able to see. Currently, you have that two by two, you get to see four people, but now you're going to get to see nine if you're using Chrome or Edge to join that Teams meeting. Um, I think this is great. I actually attend quite a few meetings in the browser, Daryl. Hmm. Um, and it's also great for those people who maybe you're using the new Teams in your desktop version and you need to switch back to classic for something, I don't know. Well, uh, you can do that in the browser, right? And yeah. uh, when you're in the browser, you can join a meeting, and and uh, I like this. I really do. Being able to get get that, uh, be able to see those nine people. Uh, I don't know. You might not want to see all those nine people, but you get to anyway. <laughs> um, so targeted release, it's rolling out early December. Uh, going to be completed targeted release mid December because uh, they're quick about it. Standard release mid January, completed by late January. So you'll just automatically see it. There's nothing really you need to do, um, but you'll automatically see it. So good. We like parity. Some wonderings like about this, Daniel. Right? Okay, wonderings. Yeah, Let's yeah, of it. course. Yeah, no wonderings. And I know that uh, this increase means that there is extra video streams that have to be presented in, in separate fashion. So it's not it's not a small feat to deliver this as a, a web browser client. And we've been able to do was it four by four, seven by seven or something like that for, for, for desktop for, for some time because it's a dedicated app to do that. Mm -hmm. But to deliver it into a web experience, um yeah, it's it's also about making good use of those resources. And, Absolutely. Uh, I just wonder if if to present more people's video streams, does that mean that the stream reduces in quality? Quality. Because there is yeah. there is there is that. You know, we see uh, Teams meetings are usually sixteen frames per second, not you know like a twenty four. So it's already delivering less. And then unless you're using something like the what is it um, when you highlight someone spotlight mm -hmm. them right. um your quality can dip down to like 200 and something p right um or yeah. you're sharing on the so, desktop yeah absolutely yeah yeah that's right that's right yep you know what though you could to find out what those resolutions are you could actually probably ask copilot um where where could you kind of start asking copilot that question yeah. well Good, good thing to ask. If you are using uh, Microsoft Edge as a browser, mm -hmm. uh, then you may have been getting accustomed to seeing a Bing logo in a speech bubble up in the top right-hand corner. And I know sometimes when I hover over it, boop, there it is. I've, <laughs> it's a bit like the new "Can I help you?" clippy motion. Um, but yeah, Bing Chat sidebar experience in Edge has been renamed to Copilot in Edge with an updated icon. This is MC684526. And some of us started to notice this early, uh, where the, the Bing logo disappeared. We had the Copilot logo there. And I guess it makes sense that it's 
all been named co-pilot, but it just got a bit confusing when we're talking about um, these experiences of co-pilot that are going to be part of the product and some that you'll have to pay for and um, all that kind of naming, et cetera, got a bit, got a bit confusing. So yeah, all that's happened is in, in the edge browser, the, the Bing chat bubble has been replaced by the copilot icon. Uh, and so that, that's just a quick explanation to say that's, that's what's happened. It's, um, and what do you need to do to prepare? Is there anything extra here? There's a link through to Copilot and Edge. I think, Daniel, this this is probably a good thing because we're going to get used to having Copilot as a sidebar anyway mm. in various different experiences. So this is consistent with the rest of the Copilot experience. Yeah, it is. And the whole – we can get into debate, which I don't think we should, but we can get into debate about whether icons matter. Um I think in this case, my personal opinion is it does matter a little bit because it used to be the Bing, you know, logo, and now it's not. It, um, I don't like making those kind of changes for users when they get used to s something being there. I will say it's kind of the same color, you know, that was there before, mm. and so it, it maybe it's not that big of a deal, and I'm okay with this, um, but go around changing a bunch of logos in different and familiar places though. And, and I think it could have an effect, but I honestly, I don't think it was there long enough for people to, <laughs> to go, wait, where is that being? I'm totally confused now. It, mm. it, it you know, they're going to go to the same place. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that, um, as a discussion in the community that maybe it will help us to, um, to simplify what seems to be a complex problem. Like we're, it looks like we've got 200 co-pilots everywhere. <laughs> but I think what a number of us are settling into here, and hopefully as the audience you'll agree with us, that um, while co-pilot is a big focus for Microsoft right now, and it is something that you will be able to purchase and add to things to get get this AI experience, mm. we're, we're trying to think of it more as it is a, a superpower kind of feature inside the product that is using it so go to outlook you'll use outlook and if you've got copilot it's just going to be a feature that's there it doesn't have to feel like it's um one of the 200 copilots out there i think of it more as it's outlook with copilot and mm. copilot is its thing yeah, yeah. indeed absolutely mm. daniel uh mm. moving on to moving on to the next one I can't think of a good segue. Just uh, I'll forward this one to you and let you deal with it. Fantastic. Microsoft Teams forward messages in Teams chats, MC684532. This is an interesting one. I, let me get the complaint out of the way, okay? Um, <laughs> outside of the first screenshot in this message, the rest of them are junk. They're low quality, uh, very just not useful at all in some of them you can't even read what it's doing there so um that's my negative on this one but i think this is one thing that i have been missing and, and have noticed many times it's when you're having a chat um with someone then i'd like to forward that message to someone else now um 
maybe that's something that I'm having a one-on-one -on -one chat with you and, and we have a thread somewhere else or, you know, a one-to-many chat, right, where with other people. And I'm like, wait, here's a comment. I, let's let's change it and move it over there, um, mm. you know, or the other way around. Hey, I'm having a one-to-many one chat with a bunch of people and I'm like, oh, I'm going to take this chat over to this one person and we're going to talk about this, kind of create a mini-thread kind of deal. Let's talk about this comment so that I can uh, – you know, respond appropriately um, in the mm. one to many. So anyway, so this is going to allow us, there's going to be a drop down to be able to say where you can say reply and, and all that. You're going to be able to say forward and, and then um, guessing because remember the screenshots are so low quality um, that it's going to show, you're going to pick who you're sending it to. And then it's mm. going to show the message kind of in a quoted little box and then you're going to be able to type your message above that box to say, you know, whatever you're going to say, Hey, take a look at this. What do you think? How should we, you know, uh, address this or reply whatever. Um, you can think about in, and one idea that just popped in my head, like HR scenarios. Hey, someone has, has pinged me as an HR professional, as their representative, there's an issue and it's kind of a weird one and I don't know how to handle it Forward this to my boss and you know the HR director and say how should I handle this? I don't I don't know what I should do in this situation. You know, mm. do I need to involve someone else or you know what if this is a sticky kind of situation? Things like that. Well, I've got another another good idea. Okay. Like another scenario for that. Yeah. Um, like, hey, Daniel's just come up with this great idea for our new product line. Um, Daniel, I'm, I'm going to talk to the leadership team about that and and suggest that you know you, you get the right resources to make this happen. So then I forward your message and I drop it into yeah. a chat with, with them. Um, yeah. and it's a good reason for it, right? Absolutely. Or, um, I'm, you know, I'm thinking what, what could you do things like, uh, you can also forward it into meeting chats. Uh, so that's an interesting one oh. where you're having conversation. You want to forward it into a meeting. Hey, Sally and I were just talking about this while you're in a meeting mm. and you could forward into that chat and, or, uh, what if, and this is interesting, you know how you can chat with apps? What if a thing you could create a ticket, someone messaged you, Hey, my blah, blah doesn't work. And can you come fix it mm. forward mm. <laughs> into the chat with the here, create this ticket for this person. You can reply, I've created you a ticket and you've done that by forwarding that message to that. I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of scenarios here, people. So I feel like this is a good thing. However, I don't know if you've run into this, Daryl, or not, but uh, I have run into this many times. People feel like their their one-to-one -one chats and teams are private, that they're like Signal or Telegram or some other you know messaging service that is supposed to be super secret and encrypted end-to-end -end and no one can read them and, you know, mm. so secret. When they're not, I mean, you know, your chats are discoverable. They're, it's just like an email. It's, it's, it's not private. People can screenshot it. And, and I think that's what they've been doing up until now with all those scenarios we just talked about. Yep. They screenshot yep. the chat and put and paste it. So have you run into that, Daryl, that people kind of think chat is uh, private? I, I remember the days when, when I was running Skype for business training and there were there were a few awkward times where I I would let people know, hey, so this is a business tool, just like business email. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, don't don't say anything inappropriate in, in chat. And like, what? You mean it's not private? I'm like, no, it's it's you can discover it. it rightly so, right? It's a oh no 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 we no no no. <laughs> I just felt really awkward. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes but yes, you're yes, right. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you're right. Like uh, I think like you and I, we might have one to one chat, and at the moment we have that expectation that well, you can't just forward it. So. It's not that I would say anything horrible or mean or whatever, but I'd have I have that expectation yes, at the moment that this is between you and you and I, <laughs> you cheeky man. So, uh, just everybody, it's not private. You know, your chats. It's just yep. like email. Your company can read them and they can be mm -hmm. discoverable. Uh, you know, not private. Targeted release rolling out will occur late November. Standard release mid-January of 2024. My goodness, we're getting close to the 2024. And then GCC, the government cloud, the government cloud high and DOD rollout will be late January and be completed by mid-February. So there you go. Um, I, I hope that uh, I'd like to hear more. Hey, can you drop it in chat or ping us on all the socials that matter at 365MCS? What are your scenarios for using this forward mm. message? We we named off, we rattled off, what, four or five? Uh, so what are your yeah. examples of how you would use it? We'd love to hear that. Indeed. Uh, what, what I would not like to do is have a meeting with you, Daryl. So I'm going to decline the meetings that you send me. Um, but I want to get back to, you know, maybe the... Maybe the recaps of those meetings. Is there a way you, to do you that? You might have second thoughts, Daniel. You might regret <laughs> That's right. that you had declined it. Daniel's referring to a, an interesting new feature where uh, release of preserved declined meetings in November. Now, it's another one of those titles which you're like, Just what? in November. If the meeting's in Re December, it will not yeah, yeah. reserve it. But in November... No. We're, we're just testing the memory of... of <laughs> Yeah, that's vague, but just as vague as the title. Um, if you read a little closer, it is a new feature where you'll be able to um, turn on the ability for your meetings that you decline to stay in your calendar. And there are a few reasons you might do this. Uh, one being this great set of new features that's you know coming along with um, being able to recap a meeting you might want to be able to maybe just not attend that meeting, but you still want to keep track of it. And so uh, you might, you know, uh, be able to go back and find that. Um, or, or that scenario where, yeah, I've declined it, but I do actually want to know when that meeting's on because um, potentially I, I might change my mind and choose to attend it. So this is, is going to be an interesting view it's a it's a it's a user level feature that you can turn on in your own settings and then when you decline the meeting this is actually a good message which actually steps through and shows you the flow it's actually really good that you know you you decline the meeting but the meeting looks it's on your calendar it looks you know like a decline well like a like a tentative meeting but it is declined um is that example there yeah, there it is. Um, and so you can actually just look over your 
list of all the meetings that you do have and the times that you've taken up, but you can see, okay, that was one there that I chose not to do at 10, but I can go back and maybe check out the um, related content. Now, um, the thing that I have with this, and maybe this is just, it's going to be over to you for your personal preference, but uh, I don't like anything that's too overwhelming with a whole lot of stuff. And the reason that I declined a meeting is so that I, I don't want to have my calendar filled with stuff that I'm not going to attend. It's full enough as it is sometimes. Um, but I can see the point where it's that ability to go back and you're not a, you're not synchronously attending the meeting, but maybe you're asynchronously attending it. And you yeah. also want to make sure that that time looks like it's free in your calendar, but you still want to keep track of it. What are your thoughts, Daniel? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think there have been times when I've declined a meeting and then realized, oh, I probably should attend that meeting uh, later on uh, after someone talked about it. Hey, see you on Tuesday for the blah, blah meeting. You're like, no, I, I don't have that on my calendar. I must have declined it. You need to go because our boss is going to be there <laughs> or, you know, the VP is going to be there and you're going to ask for budget. You need to, you know, uh, so instead of having to go into my deleted items and going and finding where that message is, cause it got deleted when I declined going into my calendar, it's there just kind of in, in this example, it shows it as white or just outlined, mm. um, being able to just double click it and go, <laughs> just kidding. Yes, I am going to attend. I, I think that that is a real, uh, use case that people are going to use, but, but then also, um, the, using meeting recap, you know, if you have teams premium and you've got this AI generated recap, I, maybe I decline a meeting because I really don't have time to attend, but I want to know what happened. I can go to the recap and go, Hey, mm -hmm. what happened? Here are the decisions that, you know, AI says, here are the decisions. Here's the collaborative meeting notes that people took. Well, how am I going to get to that if I don't have that meeting in my calendar? So, you know, I think that's a real use case. One thing that I thought about, though, is categorization for, you know, if you categorize meetings, you know, to make your calendar yeah. all colorful and everything. If you color it, is it still going to be that color of the category or is it going to be this outlined white, you know, in this declined view state? Yeah, because it could it could be confusing if it's colored you know, along with the other ones, but it's still, you know, I don't know that that would be something mm. I would watch out for, but does that make sense for the whole? Yeah. I, I know what notes you mean. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think there was one situation or a way of dealing with this before we have this feature, which uh, you, you said you've come across too. People don't intend to attend the meeting. They just leave it as tentative. Yeah. And so that way they can keep track of it and they can go back and, and still access it. Now, the way that Teams meetings works now, I wonder if it's going to have to change for you to be able to participate like this afterwards, participate. Because if you are not an attendee, if you're not you know, part of the meeting, sometimes you are barred from participating or seeing any of the chat, you know, especially mm. if you decline it. You're not going to see the chat. But the transcript on the recap, the recording, you know, it, it, when is when is the right situation for for 
us to say, well, you declined it, so no, you don't get access to to these mm. related resources. You know, maybe mm. there's a situation where that isn't appropriate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I do know what you mean, and I don't. I'm not sure. You know, because you you've sent out a meeting invite, and you know, five people declined. Well, you're talking in that meeting and making decisions and all that based upon the fact that you know that they're not here. Now, mm. we got to remember, people can view recordings. I mean, there's there's ways to do this uh, without, uh, you know, being, you know, sneaky. So don't hmm. don't be going talking bad about people just because they're not in a meeting. Um, yep. So, yeah, I yes, I ran into this where people would manage their calendar. They, they wouldn't they would leave things tentative because they wanted to know the meeting was, was happening. But the mm. problem with that uh, is that people manage their calendar differently. And if you do that in an organization, it gets very confusing. And, uh, you know, it was a small organization that, that people were doing this with in my experience. And it was like, it was very confusing for us. I mean, can you imagine a whole organization where, you know, some people leave tentative, meaning I'm never attending that, but I just want it there. And other people are leaving it tentative as in I might attend if I can make room, you know, or whatever. Uh, mm. It's very confusing. Uh, so I like this, but you bring up some valid questions about, well, how will you get access to what I was talking about, the recap and what kind of yeah. can you, is there, does there need to be? a way to make sure that people can't get to the recap if they didn't attend. Um, is that a valid thing? I, I don't know. That's an interesting topic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's like interviews or your, uh, the opportunities to give feedback for something, but by choosing not to give feedback, then ugh, like, what is it? Like participating in something that could be like NDA and Okay, you're choosing not to be part of this meeting and therefore not part of the NDA discussion. And because of the type of the topic, you also shouldn't know about what's been discussed in there. But oh. now you have access to it. Yeah, it's lots of thoughts. I have yeah. these lately, right, Daniel? I get myself <laughs> yes, in trouble you do. with these deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. And we'd like to know your thoughts. Remember the comment section down below. Or if you're listening to an audio podcast, ping us at 365MCS and all the socials that matter. We, let's have a conversation. Love to hear your thoughts on this yeah. as well. Daniel, Daniel, um, yeah. th there's there's going to be a fancy new way of being able to present video. Um, and I'm actually quite happy to see this. Um, what's it about? Well, let me tell you. Uh, this is video. <laughs> Since you asked so nicely. Video yeah. inline playback on highlighted content web part. MC684222. This is, uh, now we have the ability in the hero web part in SharePoint, right? To be able to show video and have it, have it play in line in that experience in the hero web part. Well, now we're getting it in the highlighted content web part. So as long as you're configured it as a carousel, although some people would ask you, why would you use carousels at all? Um, Anyway, we won't get in that conversation. <laughs> Configured as carousel or film strip layout in a one column or two column section. So there's your limits. But if you're using highlighted content then and you're showing videos in that, then you'll be able to play those videos. I'm thinking this is 
This is playlists. You know, this is like that. Mm. You have a library full of videos um, and you want to show those videos powered by stream or stream powered by SharePoint. I can't remember. What is it? Stream on, on SharePoint. Is that how they, yeah, I that can't. sounds good. Uh, we'll yep. roll with it. As long as you spell SharePoint correctly, you're fine. Right. Uh, or, or you'll get a backhand. Um, so yeah, so you'll be able to play those videos. However small they are, you're going to be able to play those videos in line uh, and see, I like to, I like to do that for previewing. Is this really mm. what I want to watch? And That's you, can right. do th- you can do things on YouTube where you can, you know, hover over a video and, and kind of see what, is this going to be interesting? I mean, people out there, they do it to our videos all the time and they go, of course, this is interesting. Yeah. And then they click on it. Well, this is yeah, kind that, of the same right. thing. You're going to be able to see the video and if you want to expand it, you can. Uh, right. I mean, mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. Yeah. So this is rolling out standard early November and expected to be completed by mid November of this year. Since we're getting good so feature. close to 2024, I thought I'd mention that. Yeah. 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 No, it's another good feature <clears throat> for, for managing with low maintenance, the content that you want to present. I think that's the benefit of it. Yeah. Talking about low maintenance. Daryl, really? I really don't know how to transition that. Um, Go on, try it. Oh, I'm interested. Go talk ahead. Talk about low Go maintenance. On. You know, if you really want no maintenance on your teams, and you just want people to discover teams all over the place, do we have availability to do that, even if they're private? Daryl, I think it was just that last bit you managed to link it in there. There we go. Nice try. Nice try. Private Team Discovery, MC68-3664. Today, if you uh, have a private team, you need to be invited to it. It won't turn up in search. Uh, That's the only way you'll see it. Maybe that's a good thing. But uh, this feature allows you to, uh, to search for it. It's actually it's actually not as open as you think it is. And so Daniel and I were talking about a scenario where what if the team was called like layoffs for 2024 or something like that? You know, some sensitive topic where um, it probably should be given a code name <laughs> instead of just naming it that bluntly. Um, but sometimes the name of a team is also just as sensitive as the content. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, those teams don't today turn up in search. Um, or they're not even just open and available if you go to the, the team gallery to discover teams you might want to join. Uh, now private teams will appear in search, but you still have to know the name, right? You can't just, you can't just, uh, you can't just go to that gallery and, and find sensitively named teams. Um uh, so this is this is good uh, to be able to discover those private teams. Maybe make it a bit easier for people to um, to find them. Uh, you know, da- actually, Daniel, I'm I'm in two minds about this. What what value does this add? Like, I would if I've got a private team, I'm going to invite people that I want to be part of that private team. If if it's a private team that has a lot of people that I want to be part of, but I can't be bothered typing their name, I'll give them a code to invite them. Okay. But but but, but how are you going to get them to go a code? to search? 
Well, meaning you, you just, meaning if you're not if you're not going to be bothered to invite them, um, mm-hmm. that means you're not going to just type in their name. So, how are you going to give them a code? You're going to have to type in their name in chat or an email to send them the code. I'd send the code to a distribution group, a private distribution group where some some other schmoes had to add the names to this group. <laughs> <laughs> it's and not my problem. It was someone else's. It's not my problem. Oh yeah, I don't script. Someone else scripts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm digging a hole here. Mm. It, it's, it's a feature. Um, it, I'm it's sure a it's feature. useful. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think, um, the mm. more I think about it, I don't want to discover private teams or have them discoverable. I think. Um, well, Daryl, you can make that not happen. Yeah, I'm glad about that. Yeah. With the compliance portal, yeah. I can drop a label on it and make sure it still doesn't appear in search of any kind. Right. Is that how it works? Yeah, you there can I is. mean you can you can configure it in the Teams admin center for you know, for this to be locked down. So it's not it's not, you know, something that is gonna be um that has to be open to everyone for every team. Right. So you can manage this in the team admin center with a policy. You can go and create a sensitivity label uh, in the compliance mm-hmm. portal so that when a um, particular labels are used on a team, then they are discoverable as a private team. But if they right. use a different label, they're not like, I mean, there's, there's, yes, there's a ways to manage this to make you happy. Daryl, I think they did it to make you Thank happy. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's important to me. I appreciate that, Daniel. Thank you. Um, So this this is uh, rolling out in late October, um, now-ish, and expect to be complete in early November for targeted release and standard release rolling out early January. Uh, So giving you a bit of time to discover whether this was the right choice of a feature or not so that... (laughs) So that they may not roll it out in January. <laughs> sorry, Darryl, this is late. In the I think day. we're I'm getting too I cheeky. Yeah, I think we're done with messages. But I do want to say I am going to be in Chicago this week, and I have stickers. I have limited edition stickers for the show. I have the Midnight Holographic stickers. I'm holding them in my hand. Midnight, Midnight Holographic stickers, as well as the those are limited edition, as well as the limited edition. Um, uh, glitter, and they're kind of holographic as well. Glitter uh, stickers. So make sure you find me. Where am I going to be? Chicago's kind of big. I'm going to be at the convention center at three six the three six five Educon conference. And come see me. We're talking about all the power platform and M three sixty five stuff at this conference. So come see me, and I'll give you a sticker. Would love to to meet you. The, the um, convention center is at the lakeside one. Uh, sure, mm-hmm. McCormick Place. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Awesome. I'll be there. So please come see me. I'll be lonely. But you'll have stickers with you. To I'll have you stickers, and they have company. yes, I have stickers. Anyway, take away Daniel's friends is what we're saying. Come and take his friends or his stickers away. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay, a really people, weak link. we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much yep. for watching and listening. How about giving us a share, sharing it out to put it in teams in your organization. Say, hey, everybody, you should watch this show or out on the socials. We greatly appreciate that. 
Um, we, we'd love to have more people come in and give comments just like you and uh, ping us on the socials. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week for episode 309. We'll find out what area code that's for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Daniel will tell us, I'm sure. Yes, maybe. Bye for now.